Hey, hey, sisters, Bria here. And before we dive into this podcast episode, I want to bring something to your attention that I think is a bad rap, and that is New Year's resolutions. We are in the final days heading into a brand new year. And this is a time where a lot of people can get really excited about setting some new intentions for themselves. And although I realize historically and factually, not a lot of people follow through on them, they're actually one of my favorite things to set. And that is because I set them pretty early. I make sure to spend a good few weeks or even a couple months before I really think about what I want my next year to look like, before I just dive in and create a whole plan without being realistic with it all. And I think this is really, really relevant to women in our age bracket, because as we approach this next year, you do have an opportunity to start asking yourself, how do I want to feel in my body in three months, in six months, in nine months, in a year, right? If How do I want to be feeling sitting here at this time next year? The same? Worse? Because, because we know we're not going to feel the same. At our age, things are getting worse, not better, unless we know how to move in line with our rhythm and we're following the habits that nourish these adrenals to keep our hormones supported. So as we head close and as you start to think about it, I want to encourage you in a couple of different things. My January opportunities will come out in two different ways. I am going to do a fitness-focused challenge this year starting in January, and that is because for me, when my hormones are balanced, fitness is my passion. It makes me happy. It's my hobby. It brings me pleasure. It helps me rupture. It helps me feel really strong. And of course, we know as women, fitness is really crucial for our bone density as we age. Not only that, but it's really good for our elongation, our flexibility, every aspect of it, and our brain and mental health. But not everyone can just be jumping on in to a hard fitness program. Before you start thinking about this for January, you want to make sure that your hormones are balanced. So here's a couple options I have for you. I want you to consider just grabbing one of my hormone healing analysis where we dive in for 90 minutes, look at what is keeping you imbalanced, what's making you imbalanced, what your imbalance is, and create a strategy that you can follow through on in the weeks leading up to January if fitness is something that you are wanting or you're just needing something self-paced quick and dirty now. Swipe up for that link in the show notes. However, if you know that you are not going to be ready for something fitness in the new year, And by the way, keep an eye out for that. I will talk about it soon. You will see it in my launched in my emails. You'll see it launched in my stories. I'll talk about it here on the podcast. But if you're wanting to grab one of my exclusive one-on-one coaching spots, I will be opening up 10 spots only for January. My one-month coaching program, 10 spots only, where we really lean into you and people always get results. Swipe up to apply now. Spots are very limited. All right, let's dive in. What's up, sisters? Welcome to the Period Whisperer podcast. I'm Bria. I'm your host. If you're new, I'm so happy you are here. I'm your perimenopause and menopause sister, your holistic trainer, hormone specialist, translator of your female body. I'm a recovering people pleaser and hustle addict turned body whisperer and hormone decoder. And I am here to help you de-stress your body, decode what it is saying, become the CEO of it, and own your own health, energy, and weight loss again. 
This show is for you, the overwhelmed, overworked, underappreciated step woman who dreams of a body they feel strong, energetic, and sane in. The woman who knows that she shouldn't just wave the white aging flag and believes in a body and life of peace, love, and purpose. But you don't just know how to get there yet. So if you are stuck in your body, your energy, your life, you are in the right spot. Let's lean in and learn what our bodies are saying to us. What's up, sisters? It is Bria here, your host of the Period Whisperer podcast. Uh, And today is one of these amazing days where I get to have a conversation with and bring some incredible skill and talent to you with our guest today, who is Dr. Heather Rhodes, who's a holistic pharmacist with a passion for women's health. So she really makes understanding your hormones simple and teaches you these practical tips for maintaining your hormone balance sounds super relevant to us, doesn't it? (laughs) Um, I'm so happy you're here, Heather. I know like your passion is is to to really make understanding these hormones simple and teach practical steps for us to kind of learn this balance. Um, But thank you for taking your time and sharing your time with us and being here today. Oh my goodness. Thanks so much for having me. This, I love being able to chat on podcasts specifically and with other women that are like in the mission, you know, because we're really just here to help women understand their bodies and see how powerful and like amazing our bodies are. And so anytime I'm able to do that and to join, you know, people that are sharing education and support, it's the best. So thanks for having me. I love that. And I totally agree with you. I think like that seems to be almost the first step into all of this for women is like, it's just bringing awareness to the fact that we don't know much (laughs) and it's time to kind of pull back the veil and, and learn more about our whole bodies and why they're different. Yeah, I think that's so true. And like, it's interesting. We're just going to jump right in with it because I find it so interesting that like we are taught all of these things about really, we're just taught like, Hey, here's how you use a tampon and here's how you don't get pregnant. And like, do not get pregnant. Right. Like that's just all we're taught is like, but it's like, we get this one half written method message, like over and over and over and over and over again. And then after that, you know, we decide like, okay, well, let's try to get pregnant or let's have our babies. And then our new message is we'll lose weight, lose weight, lose weight, lose weight, lose weight. And I'm like, man, if there's this common theme going throughout a woman's life from the time she starts menstruating for the rest of her life. And we're not ever taught, like, how do you do these things? What do hormones do? Why is this happening to you? How do you work with that system? Then like, we're really missing it, right? Like we're given, it's like, they're saying like, pass the test, pass the test, but nobody will give us a book. Well, right. So yeah, I, so relevant to our entire lives, like this, this hormone rhythm that we have and understanding it. And yet you're right. It's, I mean, are we, are we even taught to use a tampon? I don't even think so. Like I think think here's your period. It's going to suck. And yet there's so much power. There's so much, you know, empowerment in understanding these aspects because they can work really well for us. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the cool part too, is that what it's like sad, but then there's a flip side to it. Right. So like the sad part is that we aren't given that information. And then our bodies exist in these ways and we have imbalances or we don't look the way we want to look, or we aren't able to get pregnant when we want to, or we transition into menopause and it's horrible. But what we end up doing rather than understanding like, Hey, 
your body works in a specific way. Let's like figure out what's causing this and come alongside you and help you. I think what happens instead is we just aren't given the information we need. So then we don't really know what to do. So then we kind of Google and we're just bombarded with those messages um, that really are kind of fueled by diet culture and the supplement industry and kind of the big, you know, people that are profiting off of us not knowing, us not being empowered. Mm-hmm. And then I think what happens is a shame cycle, right? Because then we think, well, I just don't have the motivation. I just don't have the willpower. This is just how I am. It's probably my genetic. Yeah. Um, and we start taking on an identity mm-hmm. of something being wrong with us, something being off of us, it being our fault, us not being able to heal when really all we just need is to like take the blindfold off. Mm-hmm. And it's like, here's like, here's your study material. This is the easiest test you'll ever take. You just have to understand it. Oh, I I can't agree with you more. I think that is just so true on so many levels. So I I love that you're here. I love that we get to take this blindfold off a little bit for the women today. But first, can you tell, I love that, you know, you're a holistic pharmacist. Like, what does that mean? That's a good question. (laughs) Um, Okay. So essentially I went to school trained as a clinical pharmacist. So when you go to pharmacy school, you can kind of take two paths. Um, And I went the path of not necessarily working at like a CVS or a Walgreens. I went instead to, I'm going to work in the doctor's offices. So it was more of a clinical path. You go through a residency. It's kind of like um, I practice inside of a family medicine office as like a nurse practitioner. So if you went to see your doctor, you saw the pharmacist too. And that is when I realized very quickly, I was working specifically with patients that had diabetes, that had high blood pressure, high cholesterol, a lot of these metabolism based issues where they're long-term needing to be on medications that need to be managed or something like that. Well, that's the idea is that long-term you're on medications, right? But what we know is that you have a metabolism, you have a body that is able to heal. And so I kind of took this information about how the body works, how the drugs work inside of the body all of the time. And was like, well, if this is how the body works, can't we just do this with food or replenishing a pathway or supporting the conversion of certain things that your body needs to be able to function better? Um, so then I went back to school, the school for natural medicine and decided that like, I was going to take the holistic route. Um, and really this was a kind of coinciding with my own fertility journey. And so when I became the patient, it was so clear to me, like, okay, people want to get better. People want answers and it is not, it's the system just isn't set up to provide that. Mm-hmm. Whereas in pharmacy school, like you're kind of taught, like, people are lazy. People want a quick fix. People don't want the answers. Like this is what works. This is the only thing that works. And then when you get in it and you're talking to people day to day that want nothing more, and they're so willing and you're seeing all the things they're doing. And like, you can see so clearly the gaps and the gaps are education. The gaps usually are not willpower and discipline and whatever that's maybe in like 5% of people, but the majority, the gap is the education. And we just don't have a healthcare system that's set up where people can get educated appropriately to be able to see changes from the effort they're willing to put in. And most people, I mean, if you can put in 50% of effort, you're going to see a response. It's just that nobody's taught what that looks like and what to do. So that's kind of um, what I do now. So what basically holistic pharmacists is that I look at the body as a whole. I practice in terms of how is the body designed to function, but I can never take away that pharmacy knowledge. And so as I, you know, have learned how the body works and interacts with all of the medications, I focus on okay, well, what are the simple shifts we 
your life that are going to create the same results that we are hoping, you know, medications will create. So we go that level deeper. We look at the body as a whole um, and we don't use medicine. <laughs> well, you use food as medicine, right? Which is what it is. Yeah. Food, I, lifestyle, like patterning. It's, it's really, it's kind of fun. I mean, I've never been somebody who would call myself like IT or computer or anything like that, but I almost feel like I'm like the IT girl for your computer or for your body because your body has this system and it works in a specific way and it's very objective. And I'm just like, oh, okay, yeah, like here's the bug. Let's just pull it out and like replace it. Um, and so it's really fun. I love it. I love that. And I want to, you know, I love what you said. You you mentioned um, when you were in training that there was this sort of general theme of, you know, people just want a quick fix. And although I think that's very real, I think the reason you and I are able to be here and run businesses online and help women this way is I, I really feel like women are becoming more intuitive about this stuff. I think we have this kind of, I'm going to fully embarrass my 14 year old daughter here with the use of this word. I think women are more woke. Like, I just think we are, you know, getting to this point now where we know, okay, a quick fix isn't going to work as, as nice as that would be. There's got to be something more to the story. And it's yeah. that like niggle that we have that intuition that I think we're starting to recognize that's creating, you know, space for women to come and really start to get to ground zero and understand who they are. Yeah, I think that's so good. And it's interesting because, you know, when drugs first kind of like came out, um, like medications in general, we've had them for a while, but like there was a big push in the nineties for like using medication for everything. Um, birth control, you know, came out a couple decades before that. But I think the cool thing that happened, the, the cool thing that's happened to watch now is that at first it was like this great new thing. And then people kind of started to realize like, huh, like my body is adjusting to this. This isn't the quick fix I was sold. And that's, that's so neat in my mind, because I'm like, exactly like your body works in a way where if you go in and manipulate the system, you're going to see the ripple of that in multiple places, Mm -hmm. or you can go in and say, Oh, look, the system's broken. Let's fix it. Mm -hmm. And then you don't necessarily see that ripple because everything is working the way it's supposed to be working again. And so I think about, you know, some people that the only thing they've been suggested as their you know, cure or, you know, like, okay, well, the only thing we can do because you're so exhausted because you have PMS, because you're in menopause is put you on this and this good luck. Right. And so I think through like, man, I think those options, people are starting to question them and they're like, huh, but is that really like, is that going to fix the problem? Is that what I want? Is that truly, you know, um, what I envision my life looking like in five or 10 years? And does this align with that goal? And I think the second thing you said that's so cool is that intuition piece, because as women, like we are natural creators in any, like that's kind of like naturally how our design is to create. I mean, our species create through us. Right. And so I just think it's really cool because we have an intuition that is very strong and it's designed for preservation of our bodies and ourselves and reproduction. And to to completely disconnect that from our reproductive system is like wild to me. I'm like, what? Like what do you mean? People talk all the time about like mother's intuition and anyone who's a mom knows that that is so real. And I just like to make the comparison of like, Hey, but like your own body's intuition is just as real as that. You've just been taught from such a young age to disconnect it. And so I come in and I'm like, no, let's reconnect. Like, let's work on that. 
Yeah, I love that. You know, we really do. Have, I mean, that whole womb aspect of us from pelvic floor, like to and down to the pelvic floor is a very known intuitive spot for us, almost like a second brain. It reacts to fear, it reacts to stress, it reacts to everything just as much. And it holds on to emotions. So it is a real intuitive pocket. Um, that's awesome. So we were talking, I know before a little bit about, you know, obviously women in these perimenopause years, which are really the bulk of women that are here listening to this show in that kind of 35 to 55 age range there, you know, we're obviously struggling with a really a natural, like reverse puberty, (laughs) I like to call it, or like a natural, you know, shift in our hormones. And so we're going to have some challenges, Um, but one of the things I love, you know, I'd love to hear more from you about is, is really how to support these natural, you know, evolutions of our, you know, specifically our estrogen and progesterone, because they seem to be the ones that are, you know, getting the brunt of everything at this point in time. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to go back to kind of something I've echoed a little bit before, and it's that your body has a system that keeps your hormones in balance. So estrogen, progesterone, testosterone, those are your three main sex hormones. And then your stress hormones are going to kind of influence that system as well. And when I think about that system that your body has and the way it works and what it uses, it's very objective in that, you know, kind of like when I press on my keyboard, if I hit the letter K, a K is going to show up on the screen. So every day we're making choices that send our body signals and those signals equate to what your body does. And it's very objective. The body doesn't think like, "Mm, did she mean that? Maybe she didn't mean that. Maybe (laughs) I shouldn't do that. And the body also, we kind of hit on this too. Like we are still animals. And I think like, like follow me through this. This is a hard thing to, to, you know, grasp sometimes, but like, We are like, we are mammals. We are instinctual. Like we still have, there's still a part of our brain that's animalistic that will in the right circumstance, shut down our reason and logic. And we see that if you have a toddler, like, like, you know, this, right. So we, we have to remember that there's this other side to us that we think we, um, you know, are just these superhumans that can exist in a culture, society that we've always been accustomed to with technology, with demands on our time, with social media, with the way our food is sourced now. And that those things shouldn't be influencing us, but they make a huge influence on like they're everything. Right. And so I think that understanding, Hey, like the way, if you're just existing kind of without paying attention to this system, chances are it is getting signals that are not aligned with what you want it to do. You want the system to work in a way where all those hormones stay balanced, but you are existing in a world, whether you know it or not, where your body is getting a lot of signal overload that is shifting things out of balance. So I think that's kind of like the first piece. And then the next thing that I really encourage women with when we're thinking even about perimenopause is actually understanding that that is just a time of hormone transitions. So your levels are transitioning and your body is designed in a way where when one hormone level transitions, another hormone compensates for that. And that starts the second that you start menstruating. If we look at a monthly cycle, what your hormones do month to month, every time your estrogen starts to fall, your progesterone starts to rise. That is to prevent you from feeling the effects of that estrogen dropping and that becoming symptoms, right? One of the most common hormone imbalances I see that I work with women with is that they don't have, they're not making enough progesterone. Their body's not getting the right signal to say like make more progesterone. So what happens is their estrogen is rising. 
and then it's falling. And every time their estrogen falls, they have cravings. They feel irritable. They're, you know, mood swings. They feel out of control. Mm-hmm. And so I think that we have to understand that menopause, perimenopause, it is really just this bigger um, picture of a hormone transition, even though we've been going through these micro hormone transitions our whole life. So if, you know, in your teens through your late thirties, your body isn't transitioning. Well, it's not going to transition well on a larger scale when you start entering into the years where it's time for it to transition. Right. And it doesn't mean that if you're already there, well, you're screwed. It, it, that doesn't mean that it just means that your new job is to help the body make transitions well. And so that's kind of the bigger piece that I think is so important to understand in these years is that, Hey, yeah, you might have limited, um, like there might be a cap on the extent to which your body is going to feel amazing, but it doesn't mean that you can't still feel really good and know how to help your body make that transition. And that transition just be minor and minimal. Like I'm not going to say you can go through menopause or perimenopause and, and just never have a symptom, but it definitely does not have to be what I think it is for most women. And I think when it is really horrible, it's because you were never given the tools to support that system and to help your body transition. And yeah. now it's happening on a bigger scale. Oh, I love what you said. I love how you said that. It's like, you know, it's just a different way we have to support our body, but it's like, we've never really been taught how to support it in the first. So we weren't even doing that job very well. And now that things have shifted, it's even harder because we're now trying to do a job that we're not trained for, don't know about, you know, don't understand the feedback on, don't even speak the language, you know, so it is a challenging piece. That's really, really interesting. I love that you said that. Um, and I think, you know, along with, along with, obviously we all know at the end of the day that the number on a scale doesn't really matter if we feel good. Everyone recognizes that when you feel good, you really don't worry too much about those things. It's when we're not feeling good that we're on the scale, we're on the scale and we start putting a lot of frustration on what we think we can control, which is this number on the scale. Um, but I think that's an important thing to recognize is that, even when we're going through these transitions, the body can still release weight, can still have consistent energy, as long as we're doing our job to support it properly, you know, because when it's in extreme chaos, and we're not showing up for duty, that's when the body's like, oh, I am in no position to be dealing with trying to get pregnant or, you know, trying to, you know, burn excess fat somewhere and or build muscle or do all these other things that you might be asking of me. Yeah. Yeah. Something you said there, I like, you probably saw me. I started writing frantically because I was like, Oh, that was so good. You said like, we try to control it. And I think about this like universal principle across the board and any stuff you think about what happens when you just grip something so tightly to control it, right? Like whether it's relationship and you just like start gripping it so tightly, like we've watched a ton of rom-coms about this. Like it never ends up very well. Right. Or like your children, if you're like gripping so tightly to control them, usually they're going to rebel. I think about like business money, like anything that you were just gripping for control of, you're going to get the opposite effect. And then I think about, okay, well, let's take it a level deeper. Why are we gripping for control so much? Mm -hmm. And the answer is because we don't have trust. And the reason we don't have trust is because we don't have understanding. And the reason we don't have understanding is because we don't know our bodies. And so that really takes it right back to kind of what we were saying is like, you're, you can lose weight. You can see your body transition. Well, you can have energy, 
But if you are so hyper-focused on controlling everything your body does and you don't have any of that trust, then you're actually working against what your body needs to get you to that place. That's it. We can end the podcast. It was so good. (laughs) (laughs) I just think that's so clear. You know, I think that's, you know, obviously we're not ending right now, but that's such a, you know, a perfect visual for, you know, what I think is happening. And, and you're right. It applies to all areas, relationships, parenting, money, you know, career, like we just cannot force things. Uh, And that is ironically what I find so fascinating about these, you know, perimenopause years is that it really is in the surrender that we start to hear the messages of our body and just, you know, allow yourself, I almost picture our flow and this hormone rhythm a little bit like a lazy river, you know, when you are supporting it, you can get on that raft and just, it's actually a lot more effortless than we think. But if you're on the raft, you're going backwards, you're going sideways. I mean, it's exhausting, like going up the down escalator. So all I can think about is my three-year-old in a lazy river, like trying to swim, pushing, (laughs) running into people, grabbing, like trying to jump on other people's floats. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this has been anything but lazy right now. Um, Why am I exhausted? And you're like, because you're in the wrong way. Yes. Yes. And like, you know, you're standing there and you're like, oh my goodness, can you please just sit and like, like just feel what it feels like to just sit in the calmness and let the river take you. And like, that is such a good picture because that's what I want for my clients so much is like, Hey, what if we did just like, I, I don't, I'm not positive how you support your clients through that like weight journey. But sometimes I'm like, what if you just trusted your body that you didn't need to get on the scale every day? Like what if you just let it be what it was. And like you refocused your goal of like, okay, how can I just support my body with what I know to be true? And then like, let the weight be a byproduct of that. Right. Like, because most of us actually was having a talk with somebody about this day. Like most of us think what we want is weight loss, but I'm going to be really honest, honest that I don't think that's really what most of us want. I think what you really want is to feel confident, is to feel sexy, is to feel like you love your body and how you look. And as someone who is then it's funny. We talked about this control because I was like, Oh my gosh, I have, I, I learned what the way I said it and, and what I said, because I have done this in every area. I had an eating disorder and I was obsessive about controlling my weight. I've tried to control my dollars. I've tried to control my income. You know, like I had to learn this lesson in a lot of different ways. And I think it's so interesting that a lot of women I find that really struggle with their hormones. Most of in are aware of it. Most of them are not just like, people that have just been lazy and never taken care of I Most of us are that perfect. Yeah. We thrive on control and we do it in all of these areas. Our body is just one of those places that we're trying. Like literally, I think we are needing to learn that lesson and our body's just another place that that lesson, the opportunity to learn the lesson is showing up at. Right. Um, and so, yeah, I just, I don't know. I just really think that you can, if you think that the weight loss is the ultimate goal and like, that's what you need, then once you have it, you're still gripping for control. Right. Because then it's like, oh my gosh, I can't let it go. Like, I can't do this. I can't do like, you never get to even enjoy it. So then I'm like, what if the process got to be so much different that regardless of the weight, you could be confident and sexy and love how you look and like feel amazing in your body. And then just let the weight be the weight. But if you don't learn how to be those things, regardless of what the scale says, then like, you're not going to be able to even love it when the scale says what you want it to. 
Yeah, I, I, I 100% agree with you. I think, you know, for me, a lot of what I run into in these perimenopause years, you know, and I'm one of these people, so I speak from my own experience as well, is that, you know, we, um, it's, it's at the path to balance, as you probably understand, and I, I see in your amazing Instagram posts, which we will plug that later, so you guys can follow Dr. Rhodes, but um, is actually not that complicated. It's a simple path. What gets in the way is the mindset. It's the mind that's trying to control that's saying it's not working or it's not working fast enough. Or, you know, I can't, I can't just do nothing. And you're like, but that is what you need to do. <laughs> yeah. And that's the well, work. Yeah. And that's the power of having a coach, right? Like that's why you and I do what we do because we know like, Hey, we could write out for you all of the steps, but that's not going to get you anywhere. Like what you need is someone who can really get in the trenches with you and help you see like, this is, this is where you are not believing something or where you're lacking that self-trust. So let me give you the tools to understand it so that you can build that trust. Right. Because I think a lot of us are like, you know, just kind of in our culture society, I'm guilty of this too, but like, we just want to scroll Instagram and find enough information to fix ourselves. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people will hang out and feel like, okay, well, there's all these action steps I'm being given on Instagram and I've tried some of them, but they're not working. Mm-hmm. And that's where I say like, man, that's, that's because you need a coach. Like you are piecing together some things, but you aren't seeing the whole picture and you're lacking somebody coming in and just cutting straight to the chase and saying, Hey, this is what I'm seeing for you. This is exactly where your gap is. We're going to bridge it together and then you're going to move forward. And like that, I mean, yeah, I just think having that layer, that level is really how you can see, especially for someone that's been frustrated and feeling like you've tried everything. And what you probably are missing is someone coming in from that outside because a lot of times we're so close to the problem that we think we're hitting everything. And like, I know I've seen this, like, I can look and probably within five minutes be like, oh, okay, yeah, well, you did this first and you should have done that next. And then this belief is still holding you back here. So let's just retie this whole situation. You know, it's like our kids tying their shoe. We're like, okay, I see what you were trying here, but let's redo it. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, I just, I, I love, I think it's just important to note that because anytime somebody's listening to, you know, a podcast or an educational piece, I think it's so important that you take from this, what you need, and you're going to have these nuggets and you're going to walk away with a different perspective. But if you're really wanting that transformation, I do think it happens in a newer layer. Absolutely. And, and I think it ties more to self-worth. Um, mm-hmm. I think these like podcasts and, and Instagram stories and following people this way and the freebies that we create to help people is really, you know, we do want to offer, we try to give tips and everything, but ultimately it's, I think, to to feed awareness and that permission to put on ourselves. Because the rest of the time we try as women, and I know I used to struggle with this, to fit ourselves into the cracks of our family's lives or into the cracks of it without disrupting anything. But that creates a problem with self-worth because we're never carving out enough time to really prioritize ourselves. So if you don't think you're worthy enough of investing the time and money on yourself to make a difference, then it's never going to happen, I think. Because it's more than just the investing of the money. It's it's literally your energy shift and saying, I'm worth this. I'm going to make these changes. Because often when we do invest, we're like, well, I've invested. I'm going all in. And that's when magic also happens. Yeah. I think when people make yeah. that. And you created such a good visual there with like the cracks, because like we know that anytime there's cracks in something and you just keep like hodgepodging it together, 
eventually you're going to have to pull something out and replace the whole thing. So like, you're really just kind of like, you're really, you're going to get to the same destination. You're just kind of making it take longer. <laughs> but you know, it's a hard lesson. I mean, I, I, again, I'm speaking to myself because I do it. Mm-hmm. We, yes, we all do it. And it obviously like, this is part of the reality of life in North America right now. Um, but it's like whether you're trying to to get pregnant or feel better after pregnancy or navigate these perimenopause years, you know, you cannot avoid the fact that learning your job around caring for yourself really needs to be a number one priority. And you will pay the piper for it somewhere down the line if you don't do it. Exactly. Oh, I love that. I love it. So can you tell us, thank you, this has been an amazing conversation, but I love hearing from other women what they're sort of like hormone love or hormone health, you know, practices are like, what are the things that you are your no matter what's in a day that you really thrive on for you? Yeah. Oh, that's really good. Okay. So me personally. So if you haven't gathered, I do have two young toddlers right now. So we're just in the thick of that. Um, But I think this is so interesting because I actually have some thoughts on this too, because I want to make sure that anything I say, people don't hear as like, okay, well, I need to go do those things or free tips. Right. And so I really like to, again, take that whole perspective. So the first thing kind of like in my journey itself was really focusing in on my metabolism because I had spent so long, um, you know, dieting and chasing weight and controlling weight that I had to go through a very, um, you know, just thorough. I won't even say it was hard or intense. It was just thorough. Like I really had to go through a process of healing and letting my body heal, letting my body feel safe again. And so I don't think that some of the things I do now would be effective or would have an effect at all if I hadn't already let my body heal and given it that time to really support my metabolism in a different way and to shift my beliefs around that. Um, and so there's a couple things like I am. So if you are kind of like in that kind of fertility, still menstruating, you know, mom, younger mom kind of phase, um, not saying you're younger. I mean, like your kid, like you're still in that kind of like postpartum phase and that can last up to like five years after your last kiddo. Um, then I think some of the more important things to focus on are going to be relating back to helping your body make progesterone, right? So progesterone is a hormone that comes in after we ovulate every month. And the cool thing, the reason I like bring everything back to this is because progesterone job is to help lower your fight or flight. It's to help lower your stress system. Mm -hmm. And so you could tackle it from a place of like, I'm going to lower my stress. Perfect. But why not focus on why don't I lower my stress while also making more of the thing that will help me lower my stress, right? Like, it's almost like you get a free path. Like, you get Super. a free path. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so the other cool thing progesterone does is it helps to re-regulate estrogen levels. So mm-hmm. if, I mean, there's a billion women out there that have Googled symptoms and are just convinced they have estrogen dominance, right? Well, the issue with estrogen dominance isn't that your body is just pumping out a ton of estrogen. It's usually that you're not making enough progesterone to Uh. keep that estrogen under control. Mm -hmm. So again, if we go back to progesterone, you're getting a lot of benefits by focusing on supporting this one hormone. Um, And what you, you know, probably know, Bria, is that anytime we focus on supporting the production of one hormone, we're really focusing on the system because your body is what makes that hormone, right? Like I'm not saying go in and manipulate. I'm saying, Hey, 
if you support the system, your body will naturally make more progesterone. Yes. It's just, and that's how we're designed to live is with enough. It's just, again, that I think one of the number one imbalances that happens because of stress and, and different signals our body gets is that we make too little of it. Um, so things that I do specifically, I will track my cycle to see where my progesterone's at. So um, month to month. So I use basal body temps a lot because they tell us so much about thyroid health, about metabolism, about progesterone levels, about estrogen. Um, and I will look at my chart every month and kind of see like, okay, how much progesterone did I make? And I'm not thinking objectively, like I made 20 units, like, you know, hormones don't work that way, but I will look at, did I make an adequate amount? Is my metabolism staying up? Is my estrogen getting too high in the second half of my cycle? And I can see all of this in basal body temps. Mm-hmm. Um, so I actually do what I teach my clients. Cause this is what we do in my program. So like I, I teach them that. And then I actually live that way too. So I can see like, okay, I didn't make a ton of progesterone. Well, let me start thinking about why did I eat enough? Did I, was I missing some components to my diet? Has my metabolism taken a hit? Let me see where those temps are in general. Mm-hmm. Um, was I stressed? Was I sick? Did I travel? So mm-hmm. I'd say that like, there's not these like non-negotiable thing. If any, let me actually rephrase that. I said the word non-negotiable and sleep just like <laughs> lit up in my head because I will say my one non-negotiable is like, I have to get enough sleep. Yes. I have to get enough sleep. I think um, that's a safe one to say across the board that everybody needs. That should be everyone's non-negotiable. Yes, 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 yes. Um, but I think other than that, it really is kind of like just moving and letting my body ebb and flow. I go through seasons where you know, I work out every day and then I go through seasons where I don't work out for a month and I, I see how my body responds to that. And maybe, you know, not working out for that month was what my body needed because we were traveling or we were fighting sickness or, you know, whatever. Um, I definitely would still advocate to move your body, even if you're not like lifting weights or doing a specific workout, but like maybe I just do pelvic floor. Mm -hmm. Yeah. For that month, or maybe I do stretching or maybe I do meditation. And so that's kind of what to me, the end goal of helping women. And even what I do is like, Hey, I don't necessarily want you to be able to follow a protocol. I give you and say, you check these things off every day. I want you to understand your body and be able to move with it, to listen to where it needs support and to know, Hey, what are the quickest, easiest ways I can give it that support? It's that's so empowering. And I love that. So what, you know, what you're saying or what I hear you saying is really, it's, it, you know, what your non-negotiable is, is supporting your natural hormone rhythm. That's what you're and, and that, what that looks like. The tools you use are going to be different from day to day, from month to month. And I think because, you know, as you already said, but like if given half the chance, the body will heal itself. If we get out of the way and we support it, then it, you know, your progesterone will get where it needs to go. Not above, not below, not beside, you know, that's what the body's designed to do. So yeah, yeah I love that. I love it. And so, yeah, I mean, and obviously nutrition is a huge tool. So we've kind of hit on them. Like we talked about sleep. We talked a little bit about movement. Nutrition is going to be another piece, um, but it does kind of ebb and flow a little bit for us. But I would say if I had to like, put it in this like one little package to put a bow on it, it would say really is supporting my metabolism. And I'm, and I track that and I see like, and by metabolism, I don't mean like, um, calories in versus calories out. I mean, more so 
the overall function of my body. So is my body functioning in a way that it feels safe enough to release energy and energy is released in the form of heat. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and so that's kind of saying, okay, if my body feels like it is able to keep me warm and is able to regulate my body temperature, I'm able to see that evidence through my metabolism. Then I can kind of focus in on, all right, what are my next, you know, goals? If I'm maintaining that balance and it's great, then maybe I have a goal to, you know, we've talked a lot about weight. Maybe, I mean, there's definitely, you know, timeframes. I'm like, yeah, I'm slimmed down a little bit. Like I, you know, I've eaten bagel bites for three weeks. So <laughs> I'm just going to pay attention to that. Right. Um, and I'm able to kind of implement what I want to do to tone up or what I want to do to build muscle. And I can do it in a very like temperamental way where I'm not stressing my body out. I'm not wrecking my metabolism. I'm just saying, you know what? Like, I think this is something I want. So I'm just help my body do it. And I think that's the other thing that's just important to note because we talked a lot. I, I can very easily get on a soapbox and bash dieting and weight loss and all of that, which I might've done a tad here today. But no, what all. I want you to hear is that it's not that those things are bad. It's that those things aren't the answer. When your body is in a place where it is supported and you know what to look for and you know how to kind of help support your metabolism, not only are you going to see changes in your physique and your composition and your maybe not the scale itself, but like what you're truly desiring, um, you're also not tied to it. I can still be confident even if I do eat bagel bites for three weeks, <laughs> but um, you're going to see your body respond in such a more effective way. And easily, like it actually... <laughs> again, forced, we don't yeah. force it. It will actually release quite yes. gently. Or, or I remember the first time I tried to like intentionally build muscle and kind of like release a little bit of extra after I had healed my metabolism. And I, my mind was blown. I was like, I spent years doing two days at CrossFit to see the scale move once like yeah. one pound. And now I like added one day of lifting weights and I see this result. I mean, I will never forget thinking in my head, like, this is nuts. And like knowing that this is why this works, because when your body is supported, it doesn't want to make things hard. It doesn't want to weigh something extra. Um, and I think a big part of that disservice has been, and this is something you probably see in your work too of like us really thinking that calories in versus calories out is what determines our weight. You and I both know that stress hormones, metabolism, blood sugar, hormone, hormones determine your weight. Like there's really, I mean, and even if, you know, we think about inflammation or some of the factors that can go into weight gain and weight loss, those are all still dictated by your brain sending hormones to different places in your body. Mm -hmm. Um, so I just think it's, it's really, cool to know again, like that system and how to use it to see, you know, some of those additional goals. And maybe like your goal isn't weight loss or aesthetics. It's just that you want to be stronger. Or maybe it's that you notice like, you know what, like I'm having some soreness in my hips or my joints. I just want that to go away. And I think that's just really cool that once you know how the system works and know how your body talks to you, you can formulate your plan in different seasons to achieve that. And it's not even that you can, you, you, you almost, again, you instinctually start to know what these things are, what your body needs yeah. more, start to recognize when it gets a little, when it's giving you messages saying, Hey, pay attention. I'm, I'm not like, something's not great right now. Yeah. Yeah. So, and oh. that's the coolest thing. Like my clients will say like, Hey, this happened. I think it's because of this. And that's when I know I'm like, Oh my God, you're doing it. <laughs> like, like I stepped away. You're you, we took the training wheels off and like, you're going and it's so exciting. 
Uh, I love that. So, you know, for everyone listening, really, you know, this has been such a beautiful conversation, Heather, thank you. But the, I think the first step is really just learning more, learning more about your body. So make sure you're tuning into, well, the podcast, but certainly to how can, how can everyone best find you, Heather? What is the best way for them to learn more from you? Because this is, this is what you offer so beautifully across the board that I want to encourage everyone to follow you and check you out because yeah, how do they find you? Yeah. So, um, I am most active over on Instagram and then from Instagram, I would definitely say jump onto our email list because I do a lot of free pop-up coaching. So I'll pick specific topics and be like, Hey, I'm going to teach you about this, but then I'm going to live about it. Um, and that always gets sent out to my email list. So those are probably the best places to find me. I have a website. It's under construction right this second, but it should be back by the time we release. Um, so it's just www.drheatherroads.com. And then at Instagram, I'm just at Dr. Heather Rhodes. And I would say those are the two spots that come over, come say, Hey, we are a very like interactive community. Um, so I'm very, don't, I, I know sometimes people are like, I don't know if I should message you. I don't know. If, and I'm like, yes, like send me messages, let chat. Like that is why I'm here. I mean, we, we could spend the next 10 hours talking about this because we like talking about this. So please reach exactly. out, out and message, send us DMs. We want to talk about it. It's a very important piece. Okay. I'm going to put all those links in the show notes. Thank you so much. This has been such a treat and I, I hope to do it again. Thanks for having me. Heather. Thank you so much for joining me on the Period Whisperer podcast. I want to encourage you to reach out to me directly and message me if there are topics or things you're struggling with so we can address those right where you are at. And of course, if you loved this episode, if you learned something, make sure to share it with your friends and please rate and review it wherever you get your podcasts.